0: What's up, it's the rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it of course is Tuesday, February 2nd. I know, I don't know why I sound so fired. I'm fired up because it's Super Bowl week, but uh anyway, yes, yeah, so we're gonna talk a little bit about the Super Bowl today, some of the big storylines heading into this weekend's big game. And you know what? I never have fun on this podcast, so I'm gonna have some freaking fun on this podcast today. We're gonna rank Super Bowl foods. Now, this is the way I see it. May not be the way you see it, and of course I want to hear from you on Twitter if it's not the way you see it, at Jeff Radcliffe, but top 20, reverse order, little bit of the thought process behind it. I rank things, that's what I do, (laughs) so we'll talk about that today. Of course, later in the week, we will break down the entire game, and I will have one show completely devoted to player props, the player prop spectacular That'll be coming later in the week. Of course, though, before I get into today's show, let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks. And that means anyone has a chance of winning. Anyone. Even you monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course, football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? Monkeyknifefight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you will have your first deposit match instantly up to $50. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win state and age restrictions. Apply C-site for full terms and restrictions. All right, so let's dive into the biggest storylines here as we are. Just on Tuesday, I actually don't have any practice reports or anything like that. But there are some interesting developments especially on the Kansas City side. The Chiefs did place DeMarcus Robinson and center backup center Daniel Kilgore on the reserve COVID list. This was this is for close contact but not because they tested positive. In fact, the story is it's kind of bizarre. You know, I I read it and I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, COVID. You know, this is just the era we're in. They got it because they were getting their haircut because the barber tested positive. And don't before we go like, you know, oh, why were they get no, they the barber was in the facility. So what they ended up doing is the barber had five successive days of negative testing. So he was cleared to enter the facility, and he tested positive the day of. In fact, learned of it as he was giving Kilgore a haircut. So it sounds like Robinson and Kilgore were the only two to get their hair cut, to come in contact with him. There are no other positive COVID-19 tests on the team, and nobody else is uh, was close contact. So that's good. But I mean, it's like, can we just get through any week without COVID? No, apparently not. So we have this here. These guys can still play. Uh you know who knows with the way the offensive line is going. They may need Kilgore. But uh Robinson could still play. Obviously, he'll be a key piece of what they do because they would, you know, actually clear the the protocol for a COVID-19 uh before the game. Um so we'll see if that is of course if they have the five successive days of negative testing. If Robinson doesn't go, well Sammy Watkins did get back to practice. He's he's planning to play in the Super Bowl. We'll see if that actually happens. If he plays, he still could be obviously quite limited in that contest. And you still have, you, you do have Byron Pringle. You do have, uh, McCole Hardman. And, you know, I, I want to be careful. I know some people would speculate, oh, well, if Robinson doesn't play and Watkins is banged up, you could have a lot more Hardman. I think you'd have more Pringle, believe it or not. That's what we saw last week. So just, just be careful with that one before we go too crazy with McCole Hardman, like in DFS. the Price point's pretty high for, for him on that single game slate. I'll also talk about that. So uh, the plan for this week, we'll have the player prop spectacular. I'm going to do that at the end of the week, by the way. So in that one, I'm going to break down basically every stinking player prop. I'm going to tell you the books that I like them on. I have no affiliation to any of those sports books. None of them are sponsoring this show. So I don't freaking care. (laughs) And I'll tell you, you know, um, some books have like the same odds and all that. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do I'll leave it up to you from there, but I'll also talk a little bit of strategy as well if you're new to player props. So it'll be on Friday. I want to push it to the end of the week because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to throw out, oh, I'm going to make this Scotty Miller play and then AB doesn't play or AB does play. Like my Scotty Miller bets really hinge on Antonio Brown, which I'll give you an update on him in a minute. So that'll be on Friday. Tomorrow I'm going to break down the game itself. So I'll do the normal breakdown, the matchup upgrades, downgrades. We'll be able to deep dive since it's one game. It'll still be a 20-minute pod, so it's not going to be super deep dive. Uh, I'll also talk about the the DFS slate, right? So and again, like Scotty Miller, okay, that could depend on uh on the direction of Antonio Brown, sure whether or not we use him, but We'll talk about the high-end guys, who we could put in the captain spot, You know, who are some of the lower-priced guys that we're looking at. Do we use kicker or defense? No on defense. I'll just tell you right now. But do we use kicker to save ourselves some money? All that stuff, uh, that'll be on tomorrow's show. So three shows this week. Um, Patrick Mahomes, pretty big, pretty important. Uh, well, he obviously, the, the concussion issue is in the rearview mirror, so we're not worried about that. But We are worried about the toe injury. He said on Sirius XM NFL radio yesterday that he is close to 100%. And he said getting the extra rest in here obviously is a good thing. Now, I know that's what he's saying. I'm not fully believing it, first and foremost, because there is there was still the rumblings that this could require off-season surgery. If that's the case, he's not close to 100%. He may be feeling better, but he's not close to 100%. Now again, that may not be the case, but I think it's likely. Plus, these toe injuries—if it is a turf toe injury, which that's the speculation—I haven't actually seen it um, like by the team or anything called turf toe—but if that's the case, that's that's at least a one month and probably more like a six week injury. So he's still probably going to be going easy on that thing. I bring this up because I'm going to mention the the player prop on the rushing yards. It's high right now. Most books have it at 19 and a half rushing yards, which is a full 14 and a half more than he had last week. And I I suspect, or in the conference championship game to be precise, I suspect he's not going to run a ton in this one. And it's not even because of the toe necessarily. It's because if he was concussed again, you're Probably gonna lose the game. You're just gonna throw that out there against Tom Brady. So you got to protect him. You got to make sure you protect him. So I, I think that the, you know him scrambling all over the place. I don't know if that's gonna necessarily happen here. But anyway, at least the toe is doing better. A uh, couple other quick notes here. Well, at least one more quick note on the Kansas City side. I actually didn't realize this. I mean, maybe I real I knew it, but just you know, thought didn't occur to me. In the context of this matchup, because it dealt with another team, but Travis Kelsey actually said, "Hey, I've never beaten Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady in a playoff situation." You know, of course, duh, because of the Patriots. But he said he also went on to say, "I'm very aware of that," and I think this is a fascinating matchup for a couple reasons. I mean, obviously we have the the bookend goats, right? You have. Tom Brady at one end of the spectrum as the goat, the future potential goat and very likely goat in Patrick Mahomes, bookending things at the quarterback position. But you also have like the two goats at tight end of this generation. And it is fascinating because Gronk hit earlier in his career and then obviously retired, but he's basically the same age, like, you know, right the same generation as Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, on the other hand, has surged later in his career, having some of his best seasons north of 30, like this year was an amazing season, he's 31 years old, but it is fascinating that they get to face each other in this one, and I'm really excited to see that, so we get that little matchup right there. Of course, there's a lot of media going on around the the Super Bowl right now, in a very unconventional media week uh, as well, with all the Zooms and stuff like that, but some funny stories are coming out, uh, Gronkowski, I don't know if you caught this story, but he had a way of hacking the strength and conditioning program, and this is like something that you know Gronk can get away with, but I, I think a lot of other players would have been criticized pretty pretty severely for this. So here's what he did: he actually had you know he had to train on his own, and then he would have to send the videos to the strength and conditioning coach Anthony uh, Paroli. Well, he said yesterday in an interview that he filmed himself. Uh, doing sprints in different shirts all on the same day so it's like he brought like five shirts like all right I'm gonna change over to that and then he would just made sure he said uh, I would I would uh, send the video one video a day (laughs) just making sure it was a different shirt Uh, and he said uh, Paroli never had a clue to this day that I was tricking him about half the time with those virtual (laughs) workouts only Gronk right Gronk being Gronk baby there are certain players man who just they they marched in their own own drummer and uh that's definitely Gronk but I found that kind of funny. Uh you know a lot about Tom Brady, you know Brady saying that he wants to play beyond age 45. Well he was asked, do you see yourself playing beyond age 45 and he said I could I could see it. Uh he you know talked about the mental state you have to be in, you have to be all in on it. But he, physically at 43, there we've never seen a player like this at 43. And and the beauty is like, I mean, Brady moves. Ju- he doesn't. He doesn't look like a broken down forty three year old. He's moving just as good as he was when he was forty or thirty three. Like it's it's crazy, but it's totally legit. And I mean, honestly, if this dude if this dude wins this Super Bowl, I think we could pretty much bury every single any other quarterback argument for the time being. Like there are still people. I occasionally will get people who still want to want to hold on to Joe Montana. I, I get that that was the the legit answer to the question for a long time, but I I can't see how we hold on to anybody else. I had somebody trying to tell me Peyton Manning. I'm like, come on. I mean, I love me some Peyton, and he's an all time great. But the greatest of all time? No, thank you. Anyway, Brady is home alone right now as well. Uh, they're in this really weird situation where they got a prep at home. It's unlike any other Super Bowl, so his family actually left. He's got an empty house here, so he's doing his Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> getting ready for the game. Uh, but on a more serious note, the injury report, we don't have practice reports until tomorrow, but we are getting a sense of Antonio Brown. Bruce Arians saying he looks a little bit better. Also, Antoine Winfield looks a little bit better, is what he said. Antonio's getting close. I don't really take much from Arians' you know, at face value because, well, I've learned over the years to not do that. But, you know, there we can't necessarily rule him out, even though there has been reports that he was doubtful. He wasn't listed as doubtful. And I think he's ultimately going to be listed as questionable. The nice thing usually with the Super Bowl is I can't remember, you know, maybe because I wasn't paying attention, but I can't remember a lot of game time decisions with the Super Bowl. I think we're going to have a sense of it. And usually we don't get game time decisions because we have the two weeks in between. So I think we'll have a good sense. Now, of course, Antoine Winfield is going to be important because of that whole Travis Kelsey problem. So they need to get him out there uh, on the field. Uh, so there you go. Some updates here uh, for you know everything going on with the Super Bowl. Uh, really excited for this game, no doubt about it. Excited for free agency. Real quick update. we don't know what the salary cap is at this point. We may not know what the salary cap is until basically when free agency starts on March 17th. Uh, So right now, the last year's salary cap was 198 million, just over 198 million, but they're thinking it goes down obviously because of COVID. The floor would be 175. There's a lot of people who seem to think it'll be about 180 million. So that will change free agency, but I don't think it's going to be that dramatic. It's you know, there's these guys are still going to get paid, and you know, there's just a couple teams who are going to be in some tight spots because the assumption usually with the salary cap is that it goes up every year. That's not what we have this year. Anyway, more updates on that. I'll do some uh, free agent rankings after the Super Bowl. So uh, the most the guys who are most likely to be in free agency will will rank those guys out for you for fantasy purposes. Uh, let's dive into the Super Bowl foods. All right. I'm a food guy. Like to eat, like to cook. You know, pretty much all of it. And uh, you know, hey, if it's a Super Bowl, I like to eat really well. Now, this is one man's take on Super Bowl foods. It, I realize this is not a comprehensive list. Uh, I have some thought process behind all of this, and I went with twenty. I probably could have went more, but um, this is just food. By the way, we're not we're not ranking beverages. Okay, we could do one on beer alone. Like, what do you do at Super Bowl? You, I know some IPAs are polarizing, but you know if you get the juicy style uh, northeast IPAs, I I, I I haven't met anybody who's tried one and is like, nah, I don't like that. <laughs> They're really good, and they don't taste like the traditional West Coast style. Anyway, that's a whole conversation unto itself. But here we go. I'm gonna go in reverse order. Ready at twenty, I got a veggie tray. There's always a freaking veggie tray, isn't there? There's always a freaking veggie tray. <laughs> It's always there. But a veggie tray is like kind of a bold move. Not that like it's boring, it's boring, but is you know to eat that broccoli, you know, and you're not at your own house, that's a bold move. Cuz you could you could have uh broccoli shards all up in your teeth, up in your grill. Uh, but it's boring. You know, Super Bowl I'm going big. Veggie tray last spot. 19, we're going spinach artichoke dip. No, thank you. It, spinach artichoke dip, when I think of it, and I, I don't know, you might be your thing. Again, one man's take. You could tell me I'm wrong. I think of a 1980s Tupperware party. All right. That's what I think of. <laughs> like, you know, pyramid scheme Tupperware party. And if you don't know what it is, just freaking look it up. Anyway. If you get three people to buy in, and then they get three people to buy in, and then they get three people to buy in, oh man, you're gonna be raking in the dough. <laughs> but, you know, like the hollowed out bread, and then they're they're eating their dip, anyway. Not big on spinach artichoke dip, by the way. Progressively, I'm gonna be higher on these. Should make sense. 18. This is kind of like um, it's a really. Lame, kind of disappointing Super Bowl food for me. Pigs in a blanket. I, I just, I've never been anywhere where it's like, oh, pigs in a blanket. LFG. Like, I, I've never, <laughs> never been. The only thing that rescues pigs in a blanket for me is a good mustard. But even then, it's usually a hard pass. Or like you're at a wedding and they, they the hors d'oeuvre tray. I love me some hors d'oeuvre trays, man. I will scope those bad boys out at a wedding. But then it's pigs in a blanket. I'm like, ooh, yeah, uh, hard pass. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, next, at 17, now, here's where I start to like the foods. But there's a logic for this. It's French onion dip. And I love French onion dip. Don't get me wrong. But at the Super Bowl party, this is not overall. This is just the Super Bowl foods. It's a dip. It's not the star of the show. Like, it's, it, you know, hey, I like a nice French onion dip, especially when it's made from scratch. I'll have a little bit of it, but I'm not going to fill up on that because there's better food to be had. At 16, I'm going to call it a hoagie because I'm in Philly. You could call it a sub. I know what that that that's what that, uh, that national franchise calls it, right? They don't call their, their store hoagie way. You could call it a hero, whatever the heck you call it. I don't care. <laughs> we all know what it is. It's a sandwich on a long roll. It doesn't matter what we call it, right? Anyway, I love hoagies. Yeah, of course. Of course I do. But you know, I'm gonna take like a little sliver of it. That's not that's not my go-to on a suit at a Super Bowl. At 15, a seven-layer dip, it's all right. You know, you get the the refried beans, the chips. Hopefully, it's like you either got some sturdy chips or it's like loose enough that you don't crack the chips in the dip. But yeah, solid. I don't hate it. it again, it's a dip though. Dips can't be stars of the show. 14, a little bit underrated. Maybe I'm too low on it. Fried pickles. you haven't had fried pickles you haven't lived yet and I know you might not like pickles so if you don't like pickles you're immediately out on it but the audience that does like pickles if you do like pickles and you haven't had a fried pickle game changer absolute game changer not the star of the show but definitely underrated like I said I'm probably too low on it at 13 queso oh man I love me some queso. Again, it's a dip, can't be the star of the show, but a nicely made queso, pretty solid. At 12, potato skins. Potato skins, great little invention, you know, a way of not wasting those skins at a restaurant, fill it up with a whole bunch of fun stuff. Like, hey man, uh, bacon isn't on this list. I think like maybe, ooh, candied bacon, I haven't made candy bacon in a while, but it's not really a Super Bowl food, but maybe it should be, but you load up that those potato skins with some good bacon, get some other fun stuff in there, Ooh, solid, nice cheese, a little sour cream, maybe some scallions, oh man. Number 11, I don't know if you've ever heard of this before, walking tacos, you know what that is? So here's the deal, you get your all your taco fixings, ground beef, whatever else you like to put in there, shredded lettuce, diced tomatoes, maybe you like some red onion, maybe you like some jalapenos, maybe you like some sour cream, the cheese, obviously, the grated cheese, all that, whatever taco fixings you like. Then you get those little uh, like lunch bag sized, uh, the you know, the little like, you know, whatever, travel sized Doritos or Fritos. Take that bag Smash up the ingredients inside. Don't don't not too small, but you know, crumple them up so it's not full chips anymore. And then put the taco ingredients in. Now you do need yourself like a fork of some sort to uh to eat this uh ingredient the, the ingredients out of the bag, but the beauty is like it's a walking taco, so you can walk around with that bad boy, right? Highly underrated. <laughs> I love those things. All right, we get to the top 10. At 10, I have buffalo chicken dip. Nothing better than a, bu- a nice buffalo chicken dip. I know I say I'm not too high on dips, but that is one of the better dips. At nine, guacamole. Mm. I'm a sucker for Mexican food. Really am. We have good Mexican food in the area where I live. A lot of, lot of solid places. Not the franchise chain places like local mom and pop places. Sucker for good Mexican food, especially some guacamole. And I don't need all the 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 fancy stuff in there. I don't need the onions and the, the tomatoes, cilantro. I know some people cilantro tastes like soap. <laughs> if you have like a certain genetic trait, it tastes like soap. I taste I taste what's the other version of cilantro, not the soap version, but regardless, a good guac. That's as high as we go with any dips, though. That's the top dip on my list. It was close between that and buff uh, buff dip. Number eight, sliders. See, the key to a Super Bowl, you know, you want a bunch of different types of food. You want it to be like a buffet a little bit, and you don't ever want to load up too much on one food. So to eat a whole burger, you kind of load it up on that. Now you don't have room for everything else. The slider, you get the burger experience, but you don't have to eat a whole burger. At, at seven, jalapeno poppers. They're best made uh, at home. You know, Don't buy the frozen ones. Make them on your own. Get, make sure you roast those uh, jalapenos, get the skin off the jalapenos, put that cream cheese in there, can go a whole bunch of different directions, solid. At six, ribs, another one, man, where you don't have to eat an entire rack of, of ribs, you can have a couple ribs, you're good. Number five, chili, but good chili, not, not the, I got friends, we do this chili cook-off thing, well, pre-COVID we did, and you know there was occasional chili where you're like, wow, that is fire, and then you you have like another chili and you're like, mm, hard pass. Like I don't need the recipe for that bad boy. <laughs> Got to be good chili. You know, to put the time into it, use both pork and ground beef. Right, ground pork, ground beef. You know, give it some uh, some contrast in the taste. And if you could spice that bad boy up, then go for it. Number four, nachos. And really, you got to go for it with the nachos. You got to get multiple types of cheese. You got to get the orange cheese, the white cheese, make it look pretty, put uh, different ingredients on top as well. You know, get your sour cream there, maybe some refried beans, maybe some scallions, like I said earlier. Get those jalapenos. And by the way, the jarred jalapenos, you can make those at home, man. And they're even better. Crunchy. Oh, so good. Pizza. And number three, I don't even need to explain this. Pizza. Not the frozen whatever pizza, like legit. If you got a good pizza place by you, go for it. Making your own, also go for it. Number two is not common on a Super Bowl list, but I am extremely high on it, and I think it should be a Super Bowl food staple. Brisket. Oh yeah. Brisket. Now you may not have the smoker option, and I'm talking like you know barbecue style. I'm not talking Jewish brisket, which is still pretty freaking good too. But uh, straight up, nothing better than a beautiful slice of of brisket that's been smoked for like 12 hours. Ah, oh, perfect. But it is not number one. Number one, this is like this goes with football like peanut butter goes with jelly, right? It, it, it's hand and glove with football. It's Buffalo Wings. Thank you, Buffalo. I see you. Hey, hey, hey. thank you for that contribution. I don't care what what kind of dip. If you use blue cheese, if you use ranch, I don't care. You do you, dog. Underrated too, by the way, smoked wings. So good if you're into smoked food. So there you go, 20 to one. What do you think about that? A little bit of fun here on the rant. At Jeff Radcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Radcliffe on Instagram. I want to hear from you. Super Bowl foods, maybe I left something off. Uh, I didn't include meatballs because I've never really served meatballs at a Super Bowl uh, party, but maybe you do. Hit me up with your thoughts there, of course. uh, Stop by ftnfantasy.com. We have our Super Bowl guide on sale over there. 20 bucks, and you'll get all my player prop bets for the Super Bowl plus a whole bunch of other goodies from all of our team. Well worth the investment there. It'll pay for itself. And of course, I really appreciate everybody continuing to review the show on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already, super easy to do. Just stop by, give it a five-star rating. Easiest way to do so is on your iPhone. If you have one, open up the podcast app, go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Radcliffe, and scroll to the bottom, click the stars, you're done. Tomorrow, matchups. All right, we're breaking down the matchups. We will do some DFS talk as well, and then Friday will be the player prop spectacular. All right, I'll be back on the flip side tomorrow with another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.